Welcome to Indie Game Business, where you'll learn to navigate the industry with ease. Indie Game Business is recorded live on Mixer and produced by the Powell Group. Check us out at IndieGame.Business. Now, let's start the show with your hosts, Jay Powell and me, Indie. Indie Game Business has one of the longest-running digital event series in the gaming industry with hundreds of publishers, investors, developers, and tech companies to meet with. All the sessions are always free to watch forever, and you can get a free pass to receive all the slide decks from all those speakers. The tickets for meetings start just at $50. Go to IndieGame.Business and use the code IGBPODCAST to get 20% off your ticket. What's up, everybody? My name is Andy, and this gentleman sitting next to me here, that's Mr. Jay Powell, and welcome to Indie Game Business, episode number, I don't even I was trying to keep count, but I don't know either. I even gave up on the podcast because every time I would go and do that whole, hey, this is, you know, episode, whatever. I had to go look at the last episode we posted. And so I finally just said to hell with it and I stopped posting them, basically. So, yeah, this is um, this is your obligatory getting ready for Gamescom, uh, PAX West, Game Daily Connect, which aren't, I thought the last week, I think I said they were all the same week, which was completely asinine. But now it looks like they are spread by across two weeks, which right. Game Daily Connect. Still... Game Daily Connect ends the day that PAX starts. I'm actually going to be there, and I'm flying back from PAX, staying the night at home, and then going up there. Which I probably could have just went to PAX because my flight actually goes from there up to Seattle and then back down here. So. What I'm doing is I'm flying up to Seattle and then coming back home to stay the night with my beautiful wife, and then I'm going to ride my motorcycle up to Seattle. So instead of it me just going there, I'm going to ride up there all day. Because why not? No, I bet it's gorgeous. Yeah, it'll I mean, be a nice ride. You have somebody with you in case the bike breaks down or something? Um, no. <laughs> I've got a cell phone. Okay, folks. There you go. If you're going to PAX and you see Indy on the side of the road, please pick him up. Yeah. Or at least stop. If you're on I-5 driving north to PAX. Yeah. At least stop and wave. You know, as as you're honk at me. Honk a little song. (laughs) Hey, Shrimp Mania Chocolate Rain, what's up? Welcome. Oh, I need to open up our, our multi-chat. Completely forgot to do that. Um, so yeah, I mean we we talked about this. We did a show on this like over a year ago. Uh, it was like one of our very, very first shows, but it was time to do it again and update it and, you know, send it postal to everybody. So I wanted to, you know, we got these shows coming up. Let's, let's hit it. So, you know, one of the things that we talked about last week is understanding which show you need to go to. And that that's the first part of it. But, but hopefully since, it's, you know, we're doing this stuff in next week and the week after, you've already figured that out. But for those of you who haven't, Let's hit it real quick. PAX has got a a small amount of business meetings. They don't have a formal business meeting system yet. It's still mainly for um, for consumers. So mm-hmm. if you 
want to get out there and show it to fans, get feedback on it. If you're a publisher, any type of straight to consumer work that you're looking to, you know, get traction on with your game, that that's that's good for packs. Uh, game Daily Connect, which used to be Casual Connect, that is very much more a business show. Uh, it's a good business show to go to simply because it's not the size of GDC. It's it's much smaller. You can get around and talk to people. You'll get a little more FaceTime with, with publishers, if that's what you're looking for, or develop, whoever you're looking for, you get a little more FaceTime because it's not as overcrowded. Um, and you're going to have a better chance of running into and having those impromptu meetings with you know, the, the decision makers, because again, it's not GDC, it's not completely crowded. Um, and then there's Gamescom, and Gamescom is one of the two shows that I recommend you going to if you only go to two shows a year. You know, if you only go to two shows a year, you need to be at GDC and at Gamescom. If you're only going to be at one show a year, pick the one you're closest to and and go from there. But those are the big shows that everyone is at. And so that's why, you know, I don't know how, honestly, I don't know. Andy, maybe you can figure it out when, when you get up to Game Daily Connect. I don't know how many European companies are going to be you know, at Game Daily Connect. A lot. There's always a lot at, uh, at Casual are Connect. Are a lot with, you know, the fact that games Gamescom is going on nearly simultaneously? Yeah, that, that'll be weird because it's going on pretty much, well, it's a week later. I know. So, I mean, big companies that have the resources to send someone to both or have offices in North America and in Europe, it's not going to be a problem. They'll be there. I feel like, but, like uh, Game Daily Connect is more like... Um, Indie developers, and then there's a lot of speakers, but there's also a lot of like mobile app, you know, advertising platforms. They they usually yeah, have booths are, and stuff too. There are a lot of service providers that go there, and I know that's something they're they want to get balanced out. Um, this is weird. I'm seeing chat here, but not, I'm seeing chat in chat, but not chat in our little chat thing. So don't know why that's not working yet. Anyway, the the point being, if you're in Europe and you can only go to one, I would recommend Gamescom. It's, it's huge, it's where everybody's gonna be. You know, that's very much a business show. Games, Game Daily Connect is very much a um, business show as well. And Indy, you do have a little, I mean, Chocolate Rain just mentioned, you have a little bit of reverb on. A little bit of reverb? Okay. Now, now, now uh, is that better? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I heard it too, but I wasn't real sure if it was just me and I had No, it was me. It was totally me. Thing on. Um all right, so the, you've got the you've got your show picked, you know, which hopefully you did like a couple of months ago. We're coming up on the week before, two weeks before some of these shows. You want to be reaching out to publishers within I mean, I would say start three weeks out. You know, that three weeks out is where you're going to get about 50-50. Yes, I've got meeting availability, and no, I'm already, I haven't even started looking at it yet. Most people start scheduling their meetings two weeks out, one week out. But the big companies that have a lot of, you know, people wanting to meet with them are going to start filling up their schedule, I mean, almost a month out sometimes. So I always like that three weeks from the show is a good time to get in there and do it. If there 
is an option to use a business meeting service like Meet to Match has a um, Meet to Match has a thing for Gamescom. I noticed Game Daily is using something called Pine now, and I'm not familiar with it. I know it's it's a new player on the on the biz meeting matchup scene. Uh, I highly recommend spending the extra money to use one of those versus using like the GDC one or the E3 one or the Gamescom one. I haven't used the Gamescom one in a couple of years, but those meeting services tend to be less specific and harder to harder to navigate. Whereas if you go with something like a meet to match, it's very much geared to our industry. It's easier to get through and it's quicker to find the people that you actually need to talk to versus, you know, just a bunch of random people that are in there. I mean, the worst case, the worst system I I see every single year is GDC's meeting system. And it's just, it's a train wreck. And I don't know why they don't do something about it and fix it and make it easier, but they don't. Um, so I would highly recommend getting involved in, in you know, paying the extra, uh, I don't know, hundred bucks or whatever it may be to get access to those meeting systems because it does make your life a lot easier. Um, most of them, and I know Meet to Match does because we, one, we partner with them, full disclosure, but two, I've used their system for years and years and years. The, they have a centralized area where you can go and meet. And so you don't have to be running across the show and trying to find a gamescom is if you've never been it's fucking huge i mean it's like you take e3 or gdc and you multiply it times five or six it's, wow. it's massive i mean yeah it's it's ridiculous you don't typically have to go <laughs> gamescom has the business side and then they have a uh, a consumer side and you don't have to go to the consumer side usually. And it's better if you don't because it is madness. It's good to go in, and especially if you're madness. used to the business side of the industry and you don't get to go to things like PAX as much like I do. It's, it's interesting to go watch and to see it and to like stand a safe distance away because people are so passionate. That's where you get to see the games. They're all cosplayed out and body to body and craziness. And yeah, it's, it's general madness. And, and you don't want to have to find business meetings in there, but sometimes you have to. Um, but even with the business side of Gamescom being completely separated, it's still like four or six, you know, it's like three, two or three buildings. Each building has two floors and it's, it's massive. It's huge. So if you are a member of one of these you know, meeting services accounts, they typically have a general place you can go. And so that way you don't have to spend, you know, 10 minutes of your 30 minute meeting trying to find where you're supposed to be for your next, you know, meeting. Um, and then you go through those and, and you find the meetings that you want. Now, stop me if you have any questions along the way, but this is understanding why you need to be at that show is always the the first step, because if you don't know for yourself why you need to be there, it's going to be hard to find the appropriate meetings. And people aren't going to just up and, you know, accept a meeting from you if you're not looking to do 
exactly what they need. And so that's why those meeting things are true. It's one thing to go and say, oh, okay, I want to go meet with THQ. THQ may not want to meet with you. You know, you have to be able to understand what they're looking for, you know, to make it a relevant meeting. So that's where the research side of it comes in. And most of these meeting services are going to have a section that says, you know, THQ is looking for this and this company is looking for that. So that should be, you know, your next step going through and triaging your meetings, you know, understanding, okay, here are the people that I absolutely possibly need to meet with. And here are the people that I can meet with, should I need to. Um, that's just a matter that it's going to vary from company to company. It's going to depend on what you're looking for, what they're looking for, all of that kind of good stuff. Um, and so like, stop me if I'm getting ahead of myself or, or anything else, Andy. Oh, you're good. Okay. You're good. So once you've got that target list, you know, and, and I usually do it into, into three tiers. Here are the companies that I absolutely positively have to meet with. Here are the companies that I would like to meet with. And here are the companies that if I have time, I want to meet with. Keep that list on you in some way, shape or form, because you don't know if you're going to be at, you know, a bar, you're walking around randomly standing somewhere and run into one of those companies that you didn't have a meeting with. And it's a good reminder to, okay, I should at least introduce myself, get a business card. You know, which brings us to business cards. Which you should do that anyways. Relevant. I mean, yes, you should do that. To, it doesn't matter who it is. It could be a press member. It could be a publisher person. It could be just a random person. You never know. It could be like your next biggest fan of your game that like will help you out in so many ways that you don't even realize you needed help before. And this is a very small industry. I mean, and I saw it yesterday on LinkedIn. People that you meet are going to move up the food chain. There was a, a woman that I met at Casual Connect Berlin three years ago. She's a recruiter. And, you know, we were just both walking to from the hotel to the show, chit-chatting, exchange cards, you know, hooked up on LinkedIn. So, you know, whatever, you send a connection. Yesterday, I saw that she's promoted to head of recruiting for one of like the major app companies. And so it's one of those things that people that get into the industry are either going to burn out in two or three years, or they're going to be in it for the long haul, and they're going to move up the food chain. And so being nice, introducing yourself, networking, it's always pays off in the end. You know, it never hurts to know too many people, basically. So have your business cards, accept business cards. You know, we can go into that on the post show, post conference show, but always have, the point is always have that little triage list, you know, in your, in your back pocket, you know, somewhere handy. You know, if I have downtime, if I'm on a train headed in or in a cab or whatever, and you have a map, of the conference handy highlight circle the booths of some of these places that you want to meet and that way when you're going from meeting to meeting you know you can stop by most of these booths at shows have a table out front where it's you know they've got business cards from various people that are going to be there from the company so even if you can't meet with them 
it's worth stopping by introducing yourself for two seconds, taking a business card and leaving a business card. You know, that's how you grow your network. That's how we have a list of, you know, 500, 600 publishers and 4,000 some developers. It's because we've been doing this, you know, like that for 20 years now. But, you know, having, knowing where everyone is, is, is key because you, shows go sideways. You know, it's just, no matter how well you network and how well you schedule your meetings, when it comes time to actually go to the show, shit's going to get rescheduled and everybody's schedule is going to go straight to hell. And it's just a matter of, you know, how quick can you adapt and, and, and move around? The having all this stuff planned out with your first tier, second tier, third tier people, I mean, meeting is definitely beneficial in the end. And so, yeah, Andy, if you thought my attention span was hard when we had one set of chat coming in, now it's like <laughs> all over the damn place. Oh, it's all good. And also with business cards, um, at, at, what do you do with them at the end of the conference, Jay? Uh, yours are on your desk. Mine are in my um, uh, cart catalog over there under business cards for trade shows. Oh, I put all mine into a document. I, whoops. Oh, I do too. I'm talking I, about the actual physical ones oh, afterwards. The so, physical the, ones. Yeah, I mean, the, that's the... the Physical ones afterwards. I mean, for me, I, I put them. them. I put them into a, a Google Doc, so there's no point in keeping them. But I end up keeping them anyways. And then I look at them in two years and go, like, why do I have these? And then throw them away. <laughs> <laughs> why is this taking I, up room in my shit here? And then I just I, throw it away. I do too, but I always it's just habit from years ago. There's not a, a an easy way. I mean, I know that um, these are from the last packs I went to, and they're just sitting right here. And I, they're all like sorted out and everything. I mean, I really don't well, need it's them. Like Evernote used to have a way to take a picture of the business card and it would add it to something like a spreadsheet or, or something. Oh yeah, like they that. have that. They have that where you just take. Well, a I picture. stopped using Evernote when they had their security thing, and I was like, you know what? Don't need this anymore. Now I've I basically have gone back to what I used to do. Is you know when I get to typically the airport because i'm that guy when i travel i want to be at the airport like four hours in advance because i just i'm paranoid that i'm gonna miss flights and, and all of that kind of good stuff so i'll sit down at the gate open up my laptop and just basically start putting business cards into our crm and scheduling a reminder for me when i get home to you know, reach out and follow up with, with everybody. So it's a, you've got to convert those and, and you've got to have a way to follow up with all those people. And that's, you know, while you're at the show, when you get that random business card, for the love of God, like not right in front of them because it's considered extremely rude with some Asian, Asian companies, but on the back, write a note. It's like, met them at a party you know, saw them waiting for such and such a meeting. So you remember, because I mean, I've been doing this 20 years. I still get home and, and I look and there's a business card and I'm like, where the hell did I get that? I don't remember because I didn't write it down. But put a little note on the card that says, you know, this is who this was, where I met them to jog your memory on. Oh, okay, there might be an opportunity or there might not. But, you know, you should absolutely follow up with everybody regardless of, 
if there's a honest to God meeting to be done or, or whatever. Um, all right, Andy, take it real quick. Hold on a second. Okay. So one thing like what Jay was talking about, um, in some cultures, how you were supposed to, if, especially in Asian cultures, when they give you a business card, um, there's like certain, there's certain things you're supposed to do. You're supposed to take it with both. Yeah. Protocol etiquette. You're it's rude to them if you don't do this. You grab it with both hands, right? And I'm being serious, you guys. You, like in American culture, it's like you you talk to somebody and then you give them your business card. You know, a lot of people are like, I only give my business card to people that blah, 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 or whatever. But in Asian culture, they give you their business card first. You take it with both hands. You read it. You look at it and you read it totally. You And then you flip it over. And then you read it, you like look at it and read it, right? And then you take that card, right? Um, it's rude to someone hand you their business card. You just go, thank you, and stick it in your pocket without even looking at it. And you know what? I've noticed that after I learned that thing, that that, that actually kind of bugs me now. When I meet somebody and I give them my business card and they just stick it in their pocket, that actually kind of irritates me a little bit. It kind of rubs me the wrong way. So I do that anyways. I will take the card and I will look at it and read it with both hands. And that's what you're supposed to do. You're not supposed to hold it with one hand. You're supposed to hold it with both hands. So, yeah. By the corners. By the corners, yeah. Because um, when someone gives you, when uh, they give you their business card, it's like a, it's part of themselves they're giving. Or I, I'm not sure the, the actual, you know, reasons for the etiquette or whatever. I just and 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 you will you you will start note now that I've told you that whenever you go to a conference you will notice people doing that you will notice that that is what Asians will do and and it's always better to err on the side of cautions because once you start you know into that habit for those cultures then you'll start doing it for all of them and it's fine you can't be like too polite to somebody it's right. Like, you're not going to offend them by being by looking know, at their nice. business card and reading yeah, it. Exactly. I mean, you know, so I mean, it, the other thing to keep in mind is when I'm talking about having a a version of the um, the map, for example, or a I always have a printout of my schedule. Keep in mind, you're going to a conference that's chocked full of technology-loving individuals. I don't care how good their Wi-Fi is or the cell tower is sitting in the middle of the show floor, you're going to have connection issues. And so if you've counted on always having access to your schedule or to your map because it's in your Google Calendar or you've got a PDF saved on your phone or laptop, that may or may not work, you know, just simply based on how many people are on that Wi-Fi. So I always keep a a hard copy of <laughs> hold on a second. Right. So so look look for the spots. Look for the spots at the events where people are like like off somewhere in the corner on their phones. You look for those spots because those are like that's like where the best Wi-Fi is. Or ask somebody where's the best Wi-Fi. Because you'd be surprised. I mean, it could be somewhere that is completely around the corner that you don't see, you know, by some random bathroom that you didn't know was there. And you could be walking around the whole convention the whole time and not have a signal and it's really just thirty feet away. You know what I mean? The same goes true for power outlets. Yeah. Because and and you, make you, sure and bring a, a pack of those stickers that look like power outlets and just stick them everywhere. Oh, that's messed up. I know. 
I've never seen that, but that's that's completely messed up. <laughs> no, I actually have. I have these right here, right? I have this one is a big one. The battery pack, right? See, I can actually plug two phones in. This is a cool one because it actually plugs right into the wall. Um, but I have this one, and then I have some smaller ones, and then I've got another big one. I carry like four of these. So I will never ever run out of power. And then if I'm like talking to someone, they're like, oh, I need power for my phone. Bam, you can just plug it in there. Hey, Rio McCoy, thank you. What's up, Thanks man? The host and the are, are you gonna be at PAX, dude, this year? Am I gonna see you at PAX? Probably. So, yeah, I mean, the other thing, just as one of those kindness things, is like I carry my power adapter or my power, I, I carry like a little surge protector that you can put it, just plug straight in. That way, if you are using your, you know, using the power outlet, there's still some for other people. You're not being like a power oh, outlet. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I never thought of that. It's, it's just a power strip. Cool little things. Yeah. And it's it's small and it fits into the, just it just plugs straight into the court. It's it's really handy. It's really nice. I like it. Um, it what, so is it like a, like a regular power strip or? Like yeah, a micro power strip. I'm gonna Google I one may, now. I may have it. Hold on a second. Let me let me look. I'm gonna Google <laughs> it now. Micro power strip. Rock hands. Oh man, power strip is. What is rock hands? No, I don't have it down here in my office. I was looking, but yeah, it plugs straight in the wall and it's got like three. It has oh, there's one that's a three cube. power outlets and two USB ports. Yeah, there's one right here. It's called the Cube Cruise Power Strip. Three outlets and three USB ports. Yep. Desktop charging station with a five-foot extension cord. Oh, that's it's not even 20 bucks. No, it's not. Now, the one that I have, I actually have two of them. The first one I got from that company, it, it's got a little button on it so you can rotate the plug. That way, no matter like how your how the outlet is aligned if it's up against a wall or a corner or something you can actually swivel the way the rest of the the plugins fit uh -huh. and the first time i did it, it it just stopped working completely but i sent it back they sent me a new one and i've had two for like three or four years that never i'm gonna actually it. post a link to the one i just found i'm gonna order it <laughs> i want to order it right now uh, you know what? i'm just gonna do it yeah that's not the one that i have but i know I mean, but... it's that it's that same similar Exactly. It's, but it's, it's, it's 18 bucks, but I can get a two pack for freaking 20. Yes. Get the two pack. Yeah. I'm just scrolling through the bottom to see if I see the one that I have. I don't see it though. They probably stopped making it because it's like a giant fire hazard. <laughs> for some reason, I should stop using it too. But no, anyway, those things are always, you know, keeping it. They're good to keep on oh. you because you never know when you're going to need them. Monday, August 19th. Okay. Oh, um, unless a company needs help with a brand help, uh, they're covering. Oh, brand ambassador. Right. No, I got you. All right. So you've got your, your meetings planned out. You've gone and gone on whatever meeting service that you're, you're using or you've done it old school and like actually email people. Um, you've got your schedule. You know who your secondary, your, your backup meetings are going to be always make sure and i do it the day before the show starts you email every one of your contacts or every one of your meetings and say 
hey, I'll see you there. Just a reminder, we have a meeting scheduled for whatever time, whatever location, because that's when you're going to find out your schedule has already gone to shit and you didn't know <laughs> it. it. It never fails. You do that and a percentage of the people will come back and go, oh my God, I completely forgot about it and I have a conflict here. And so you can reschedule then or you make plans to catch up afterwards or, or whatever, but it saves you from being at the meeting or the meeting location and just standing there for 20 minutes when you could be doing something, you know, otherwise, you know, more productive. Charging your and, phone. Yeah. And going, where's my damn meeting? You know, because it is, it, your meeting schedule is going to go to shit. Like the minute you get there, it happens every show doesn't fail. Oh, if it's you, if you're going block. to your meeting and how long do you like your meeting meetings are what? 20 to 30 minutes, something like that. How long well, do have you have a 30 minute slot, but you get, you can't meet, you can't talk for 30 minutes. I, yeah. How long do you wait? Like if you get there and you're on time and you're, how long do you wait before you take I off and do something 10 minutes. If you're not at the meeting within 10 minutes of when we were supposed to have the meeting and you haven't texted me, you haven't called me, you haven't, you know, shot the, the only problem with that is the, the Wi-Fi is shit. You know what I mean? But I know, but I mean, you need to do, and, and, and it goes the same way. If you're going to be late, do someone the common decency of saying, Hey, you know, I'm running late. Yeah. And, and so in that email that you send out the day before the show starts, put your On phone number in there and ask for theirs because, you know, even if you can't, if something goes sideways and you're not going to be able to meet, if you can get a hold of somebody by text, chances are you can reschedule it or at least, you know, have a thing and say, hey, look, I'm going to have five minutes in between meetings over here in this area. Let's just, you know, meet real quick, introduce ourselves, shake hands, exchange business cards, and we'll catch up after the show. You know, that's just the way that that everything goes. And, and you have to be, I mean, trade show, successful conferences are all about being flexible. You know, there is a lot of pre-planning that goes into it, but when you hit the show floor, you have to be, you know, ready for anything, basically. Um, so parties, events, goings on, check Eventbrite, check Reddit, check Twitter and Facebook. Just, I don't, I'm not on Facebook a lot that much anymore. So I forget about it every now and then, but all of those social platforms will have a whole list of things that are going on that you know you can put on your your backup schedule or your evening schedule or you know or things like that so let me google real quick parties at gamescom there's a lot of different ones are you the type of person that uh that like, well, RSVP to multiple parties that are at the same time, and then at the time, pick which one you want to go to? Yeah. You don't think that Absolutely. that takes up a slot for somebody else? or If they are sending out, if it's, if it's something that there's a, a private RSVP to, then no, I won't do it unless I'm pretty confident I'm going to go. But a lot of these shows, I mean, a lot of these events are wide open to everybody right and so yeah and i, I guess will, if it's absolutely. a private one that's like the important one that you would go to uh anyway. yeah it is and the ones i avoid are the public ones you know i don't because the 
the more people that are there, the more it's just going to be completely worthless for meetings anyway. Right. Um, because it's, it's, it's going to be loud. It's going to be, people are going to be drunk. You know, it, you're not going it, to. It's, it's more of a, it's less networking, more of a go out and socialize kind of thing. Yeah. And you have to be careful. I mean, one, you have to be careful anytime you're like in a foreign city and you get drunk and, and you don't know where how to get home. But the other side of it, I mean, it's it's these shows are I've seen too many like drunk CEOs groping people. You know, you you just there's no reason to get drunk right. at a game convention. There's none. I mean, you you need you have three days. Be professional for three days, and then you can just go home and throw back the airplane bottles on the flight, you know, wherever you're headed. <laughs> you can get drunk on the flight home. At that point, you're the airline's problem. Nobody, you know, nobody else. But you know what? I actually, just to go way off the rails here, I actually was on a flight one time. It was from, um, I believe it was from L.A. to where I live, which is, it was just like a one trip thing. And it was on, the, it, was a, it was the weekend, right? And it was after a convention. And there apparently there's a lot of people that live where I live that f- weekly fly to LA for their jobs and then they fly back. But this whole plane, the whole like front, like 10 rows, everybody knew each other because they're always on the same flights to work and on the same flights back. And man, everyone's like standing up, talking to people, yelling, the drinks were flying, people were buying me drinks. Man, it was the best flight ever. That's the way the flight <laughs> at GDC used to be from, from Raleigh to San Jose when GDC was in San Jose. Everyone's just talking. And, yeah. Hey, Storm, what's up, Chris? An epic and, you know, Back in the day, the um, Gambrio and, and 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 that engine, all of us were on the same flight, and so it was like that's exactly what it was like, you know, because we all knew. Now the downside of it is, you know, like I said in the past, if that flight had gone down, North Carolina's complete game development <laughs> ecosystem <laughs> would have crashed, done, was yeah. shot. It was like that. There's no, there's no coming back from it. Everybody that was, you know, a decision maker was on that one plane. But when you're at a conference you have to have you have to maintain decorum and and you can't do that if you're going out and getting you know shit faced hammered at night staying out till four in the morning the the flip side of that is you may have meetings that start at nine in the morning and <laughs> i don't know or no it's a game daily connects down in, in Anaheim. Anaheim this year. I haven't been to it since it's been in Anaheim. But at the Disneyland Hotel. Favorite... I know. I need to go. I just, you know, haven't. The uh <laughs> one of my favorite things to do when Casual Connect was up in Seattle and they would do it at the um the Symphony Hall. I forget the name of the place. But you went in and it was a big meeting space where there were booths set up like in the main lobby of, of this concert hall. And you could go up on the stairs that basically overlooked everything. And so that's where I would go in the mornings, you know, have my coffee, checking my phone, you know, waiting for meetings. One, because you're visible. And if somebody needs to find you, they can find you. And two, you know, you can look out if you need to find somebody and find them real quick. But the first morning of the show, that area, you know, around nine, nine thirty was was pretty solid packed with people. I mean, it wasn't like you couldn't move, but it was a busy little place. And then the next day it was a little less busy. <laughs> I 
the last day it was like a ghost town you could have played paintball in there you know before 11 o'clock because everyone had been to the big fish party and all the other parties going on and no one wanted to get there early in the morning because they they probably physically couldn't but you know <laughs> you you have three days you know, make the most of it, especially if you're a smaller company. You know, it doesn't do you any good to spend all this money to go to a conference just to go out and, you know, drink a bunch of free beer all night long and then not actually accomplish anything at the conference while you're there. Yeah. It's you know, okay so, to go to bed early. It's okay. It to, it's okay it, to go it's to bed okay early. It's okay to stay out late. You know, it is. when I got started in the industry, there was a show in London called ECTS. I would have two breakfast meetings, you know, one one back to back, then go to the show all day, usually meetings every 30 minutes, every 45 meetings from whenever it opened to whenever it closed, a couple of meetings over drinks afterwards, a dinner meeting, and then I'd go to the events. Now, I was also like 22 and I could easily do that, but, and you know, I'm now 42 and I can't, but as long, you can pull the long hours, just hydrate and, you know, don't make stupid decisions, basically, because I like uh, to be in bed by 10 at the latest. <laughs> I am now. Like, I can say, hey, dude, you going to the epic party? And it's like, um, no. no, that's that shit starts at six. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's too late. I'm in here with the blue hairs at that dinner. You know, we're um, yeah, I'm not going to really make it the. um <laughs> It's fine if you if you have the constitution to stay out late and survive on four hours of sleep, do it. You just can't do it and drink all night. I, you can't, know, I can't do that anymore. You're not gonna you're not gonna remember things. You might do something stupid, and you're gonna be in, in shit condition the next day. Um, I've always had that mentality of you don't have that much face to face time with people across the world in this industry you're in a show for three days make the most of it right uh, sure. but i also acknowledge that you know the work ethic that i was brought up on in this industry is not typical you know we have clients and i'm like okay you got three days how many show how many meetings did you have last year what's going to make a, a successful meeting a successful show for you and they'll be like yeah if we have between eight and twelve you know good meetings then we're fine and i'm like okay good I've got like 30, you know, because I'm used to booking meetings back to back to back to back to back. You know, it's not for everyone, but at the same time, you need to take good advantage of the show, you know, while you're there. And so that means picking up business cards, you know, whenever you can, you know, if you see one that's remotely around, you know, what you need to be doing, grab that business card, find out who that person is that you need to talk to. Look for show directories. And I always, you know, the crown jewel of these things is the one that the German government puts out for all the companies in Germany. And it's like an inch thick and it literally lists developers, publishers, service companies, yeah. anyone who is remotely tied to the game industry with bios, information, email addresses, and, you know, all of that sort of stuff. It's, um, that sort of information is is key. And yeah, you can go online and get it these days, but it's a lot easier if you you know have that version that you can reference while you're at the show. Um, it, what what am I missing here, Andy? Um, one Be thing. Well, yeah, one thing. Um, 
also be open. I go to so many conferences, right? And you like see the same person. They got their nose in their phone. They're in the corner. They're like, uh, they're un be approachable is the word, you know? Smile at people. Look at somebody and smile. And hey, you know, because um, people, a lot of people are doing that. They're walking around and they will just come up and talk to you. But if you are completely closed off, um, people will not do that. And you never know who you could meet, you know? Just like what we talked about. Or like when you're sitting there eating. I've, I've met some of the greatest people just sitting there at a table for an hour. You know, I didn't have any meetings. I wasn't doing anything. I was resting and people would just come out. Hey, can I sit here? Yeah, sit here. And then just strike up, strike up a conversation because most people are there to meet other people, right? There are some people that don't want to, but for the most part, people are open and people, you will be amazed at who you meet. I met the uh, director of um, Nintendo's media or the director of marketing for nintendo in the u.s one time just you know hi how's it going what are you doing oh i'm playing my nintendo oh yeah that's pretty cool have you played it no can i try it sure and so she let me play her nintendo oh what do you do oh i'm the director of marketing and for nintendo oh okay well that's cool <laughs> you do you do you you meet if you're if you're open like that you can meet some of the you know people that you never, never, ever expect to. Booking and meetings back-to-back. So, back, here's what Nectar Wombat says. Booking meetings back-to-back back is the only way to do things. Meet new people. Always be looking up. Say hi and thank people. thanks as people go by, even if you're fully booked. And, and if you're not on our Discord server, that's, that's advice coming from, I'm not going to like publicly out him on here, but a very well-experienced guest of our show at one point in time. Are you just saying that he's old? Is that... Yeah, I'm just saying he's old, basically. Oh, you it's can Adam. help me. It, it's, it's Adam Crichton, who was one of the, you know, he said, you can help me. <laughs> you know, he was did at, he was at Panic Button for years. He just started his own, you know, new studio called Enduring Games. You know, Adam's like me. This is what we do. This We do the biz dev side of it. And so just by saying hi and exchanging a business card, you, you never know who you're going to run into. I mean, and it may be somebody, you know, completely out of your realm of what you need to meet, but it may be like the perfect person that you need to meet to, you need to talk to anyway. Or so, it might be someone that you just totally click with, you know, to, yeah. to become your new best friend. Uh, you know what? I really love this restream chat because I can see Mixer, Facebook, Twitch, I know. YouTube, I, and I, I, Discord. Right. The Discord chat's even working on it. That's awesome. I'm just waiting to see a Periscope. I, I looked at, uh, at the Periscope thing and not one person said anything last time, but... Well, it's probably because nobody follows us on, on LinkedIn. I mean, on, on Twitter. Twitter. Uh, <laughs> we Now we got to get, I wonder if we can uh, stream it right to LinkedIn too. They don't. LinkedIn has a, um, a there's an application you have to put in. The proprietary. So I actually submitted to be, you know, to be able to, to be like one of the beta streamers or whatever. So they do have something coming. We have the technology. Yes. Um, it's well, not, that's, um, it's probably an RTMP stream as well. You probably can just well, you can't even get access, but you, Yeah, but you can't even get access to it until they accept you into the program. Those sons of LinkedIners. All right, let's see. Where are we at next in the... Uh, maximize your time and know your limits. Be agile. Have a plan of action if someone cancels or doesn't show up to a meeting. So you're not just sitting there. Yeah, that's where that map comes in. Yeah. It's like if you have a meeting in one area and it's like obvious that person's not going to show up, you know, if you have enough 
you know, situational awareness to know where you are. It's, it's easy to shoot over to another meeting, to another booth. And if you don't have a meeting, it never hurts to say, Hey, I'm Jay. We do consulting for, you know, biz dev marketing and licensing. And I'd like to just, you know, introduce myself, have a quick chat with, you know, whoever it is at that company that you might want to meet. You can do that. You can walk right up to a booth and do that to people too. Yeah, they may turn around and go, oh yeah, well, they're free right now. So hold on, let me go grab them real quick. And if not, they'll go, yeah, they're completely booked, but here's their card. Right. You know, it, it's, it, it never hurts to ask. And I know we are in an industry where not everyone is extroverted. You know, not everyone is comfortable going and doing that, but do what you can do what you're comfortable with. I mean, don't, you know, get outside your comfort zone too much. I mean, yeah, I but you got to, you got to push bit. it a little bit. You got to just, it always like for me, I'm super um, extroverted, but for me, when I get to a conference, I kind of have to like walk around for a little bit and scope things out. And then pretty soon I'm just like, Hey, I'm so-and-so blah, blah, blah. I'm talking to freaking everybody. Always know the places where ad hoc meetings happen. This is another one from Nestor Wombat. Always know the places or places where ad hoc meetings happen at each event. Um, yes. Be super mindful key. of confidentiality and people overhearing things. Oh, yeah. You don't want to be talking about this some top secret up. shit. And then I was, and this is how bad it is. All right, and I guess it kind of almost makes sense now with what's come out in the last couple of weeks. I was going to GDC a couple of years ago. I'm sitting next to one of the directors of the ESA on on this flight, and he's got his laptop out, and he's writing like, I don't know if it was like legally confidential or not, but it's that you wouldn't want people, you know, in the You were reading his laptop? I wasn't reading it, but it was like <laughs> right there. You know, you can't, I, you know, you know maybe you never see me on a flight, but I am like usually totally engrossed in a movie or a game, you know, but when the stewardess comes by and says, hey, do you want a drink? And I turn around and look, and there's, like, confidential shit all over his, like, laptop screen. I'm like, dude, use some common sense. And, did you, did and you tell him? No, I didn't tell you him. You just read it, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> look, it's my job to know more than, like, everybody else at a certain level. So if there was something. You it, sneaky it bastard. It, it wasn't, you know. <laughs> It was interesting at the time. It's completely irrelevant now. But, you know, it was like, don't do that. You just don't do that. And then like Adam said, if you, it does you no good to send somebody an NDA and go, here, sign, sign this NDA, and then talk about whatever you're doing that's super secret in the middle of the W at GDC, you know, or the JW, like he says, because everybody and their damn brother's going to hear you. You know, it's, it's, it's not a confidential situation. <laughs> place to meet but yeah there's always like and they're not really secret places the best places are the second tier places because we all know when you go to e3 everybody's going to be in the jw lobby you know and the jw hotel is actually generally if you can find that hotel around a conference center that's generally where most of the people are i don't know why but that's the reality of it it's like that at gdc too and then you got the w across the street those are good places to hang out and people watch and see, you know, if you see somebody or, you know, be seen or, or, or that sort of stuff. But the very best places are the places that, you know, we know about that we don't tell you about <laughs> where you have a really good chance of running into people, but you, 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 you don't, you're not in that mass of, of everybody where everybody's trying to get in there and see, and that's like the W I absolutely do not do meetings at the W at, 
GDC because it is it's pack to pack, body to body. You can't have a you know good meeting in there because half the time you can't hear each other. Um, <laughs> bathrooms are off limits. Please don't ambush me with questions while I'm doing my thing. Very, yeah, that's another one. You know, as um, Doctor Disrespect learned at you know E3 this year, <laughs> don't, don't do meetings in bathrooms and don't take cameras into bathrooms. You would think that's common sense, but apparently it's not. So um, wait outside the door, wait for people to come out and like drying their hands. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, aren't you so and so? Because you know that person is usually like had to pee in between two meetings, and they're like running rampant anyway. In general. For a multitude of reasons, don't hang out around the bathroom. I mean, that's just, there's your there's your pro tip today. Um, it's it's um, you have to know like the the places to go to that aren't like the obvious places to go to. Um, and bear with me for a second, Andy, because I'm typing a, a message here and I can't concentrate on multiple things at multiple times. You know that. Um, There we go. So be agile, have your backup plans. Look on on Twitter, on Facebook, on Reddit. You know, if you can get a list of the parties to go to, you know, that's what you want to find. I don't go to the big ones that everybody wants to go to because everybody's there. You're not going to have a meaningful conversation. It's not a good place to network. You know, you want to find that you know, kind of out of the way, but not out of the way place where you can do your, you know, you can have a meeting and it's going to be a little bit quiet and you can hear yourself think. Right. That's the. Having you know, a meeting when it's so freaking loud is annoying as hell to me. I hate that. Yeah, it is. Cause you can't talk about anything. I mean, you can't hear the other person. And that's why, you know, I, I knew I was getting too old for E3, like, you know, back in the day when E3 was, and you kept going, what, what, but hey? It was, it was still relevant, you know, because the, uh, you, you go up on the, the main floor of, of South Hall or West Hall, and it's like you can't even hear yourself think. So it's, it's like, no, that's not going to work. You know, if you, if you go, and that's why it's not, at Gamescom, for example, that's why you don't want to do too many meetings down there in the consumer area. It's because it's very, very loud. And you know, if you're an indie dev, a lot of times you don't have that choice because you may not have a pass to get into the business side. Um, and you may be there with somebody like Indie Mega Booth or one of these great groups that, that brings everybody together and you don't have a choice. At that point, it's a matter of, you know, knowing how to get the point of your game across and effectively. I mean, and it's not something you can really practice for, you know, it's something that you kind of have to, you know, get there and see how it's going. I saw a, at that casual connect that I was at in Berlin a couple of years ago, they had the Indie prize table set up in a certain way, but they, it wasn't good. I mean, it was, you had to, they had them all lined up like you were in school. And so by the time all the developers got in there and they started, you know, setting up their systems and everything else like that, if you had a meeting with somebody like in the middle of the row, you had to like scooch past, you know, a bunch of people to get to them and meet with them. And what I thought was just amazing was the second day, 
when I go in there, all the developers had proactively taken the initiative and they had completely redesigned the indie prize area so it was basically a giant square with all the computers facing out and the developers would get on the inside of that square so they could talk to you while you were playing their game and it wasn't everybody standing beside everybody and and not having any room to to function and and you know breathe basically um, so uh, Ryan says, I've seen this one quite a lot, but advice for people who want to casually meet after parties without being overly aggressive, or awkward tips on approaching and dialogue without being overly aggressive. Um, that's kind of like dating, you know, you don't want to be the creepy person that comes up to everybody, but eye contact is always key. You know, if, if you can, you know, or if you're standing beside them, you can just introduce yourself and say, hi that's the easiest thing to do. There's not, I wish I could give you like a, an idea, you know, look at their name tag. You know, if, if you recognize the company say, Oh, you're with, you know, you're with whoever it is. And I really like what you did on such and such and such. such. It's uh, complimenting someone is never a bad way to introduce yourself, especially if you're complimenting, you know, their project and not like their physical assets. And you're being like that guy, you know, you're, it's a nice pinkies. Yeah. That's, um, <laughs> you know, find that common ground if you can and say, Hey, look, you know, I really like this game that y'all did, or didn't y'all work on, you know, something, something, something and approach it that way. You can come across, I mean, like I said, this isn't an industry where it's full of extroverts. And so sometimes when you come and you're just like, Hey, I'm Jay, this is what I do. People are going to be like, Oh, whoa, shit. What the hell dude space here? You know, don't, you it's it's one of those things that unfortunately it's, it's really learned through experience and, and social skills but finding a centralized place to be seen and kind of you know standing there so you know if i'm at a party and i want to find out who's there one i don't don't stand right in front of the bar then you're just being an asshole you know, because you're blocking somebody from getting a drink. And chances are, if I've been in meetings every half hour, I'm not going to get drunk, but I need a drink at the end of the day. You know, but standing a little bit off to the side. And so you can, you know, find a good place to people watch. Even, you know, starting to talk to people would kind of generate other conversations because think about it. I've been watching a lot of astronomy shows lately. Think about the early universe. You know, there's two rocks, the, the <laughs> dust molecules that come together and the gravity attracts more dust molecules and slowly we get planets. But if, you know, Indy and I are standing there talking and, and this is a good strategy if you know the person really, really well, you know, <laughs> you don't want to, oh, that was a neighbor. That wasn't anything else. You don't want to, you know, be like face to face and completely like your backs to everybody else, because then you're just sitting there and, and you're, you've got your own little click and you're not, you know, opening yourself up to conversation. But if there's two of you sitting there, then there's a chance that somebody who knows one of you may not the other is going to come over. And so you can slowly build and, and, and network that way. And when they do, you know, it's not a situation, you know, 
and I'm going to use Adam here because I see him right there in chat. But if if I'm standing here talking to Indy and Adam comes up, you don't want to be like, oh, hey, Indy, this is Adam. Adam is Indy. No, that's not how you do it, you know, because it doesn't really give any benefit. So that happens. You say, Indy, I want you to meet Adam. Adam just, you know, he's been in the industry forever and he was at, you know, panic button. And now he's just started his own studio. And Adam, this is Indy. I've known Indy for years now. He's my co-host on the show. And he's, a, you know, a big partnered streamer on Twitch. He does a lot of indie games. Y'all should talk. Introduce somebody with more than their name, you know, with Throw a in some context. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because they may find a common context that you don't know. You know, it's so it's it's always one of the don't don't get right in the middle of everybody. Get off to the side a little bit so you can see and be seen and don't sit there with your, you know, face in your phone. You know, be looking around, make eye contact, wave to somebody here and there. That way you don't you know, you're at least acknowledging to the group that you aren't like hold off in, in your own little space. Um I see Austin says, have you ever been to DreamHack? And if so, what do you think about it? I've never been. Me neither, been? Chris. I've never been there. Where's that? That's what? in Texas, isn't it? DreamHack? Hey, Cortana. That's it. That's where's DreamHack? DreamHack's I've got this for you on where is DreamHack. Featuring all the core you've content you've come to expect. In Sweden? No, it's in Atlanta. I've never been. It looks like it is more along the lines of a PAX because it's, it looks like it's very consumer based. I don't, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know who goes. Actually, I mean, it's not that far from me. I should, I could swing down and actually do that. No, I can't. I'll be in India, or I'll be just coming back from India. Bring me back some curry. Yeah, look, Indy, if, if I'm bringing food back from India, <laughs> do you really think I'm going to share it? You know? <laughs> like, oh, man. I've got three shows coming up. I've got, you know, I'm going to be in Peru on a panel in a couple of weeks, like the first week of September. I'm going to be at GIC in Poland talking, doing a lecture on licensing, and then I'm going to be... Um, in India, talking at their at India Joy at, at their game dev show on basic biz dev type stuff. Uh, but and one of the things I'm most excited about all three of those trips is the food. So it's like, yeah, I'm not sharing. I food. love Indian food. Oh man, I, I love that spice. And it's, it's like Indian food that. to me is like one of those things where I'm like, eh, I don't know if I want to eat Indian food. It doesn't really sound good. And then once you take one bite, you're like, yes, this is awesome. Yes, exactly. Uh -huh. You mean I get like fresh, like real non? Yes, I'll be there. That's not a problem. Um, so here's what I would suggest, Chris. It says on their site they have the um, the show floor map is going to be released in five days. Take a look at it and see who's going to be there. You know, it's a good way to get an idea for what the crowd is going to be like, and at the same time. So, you know, you can also look at who's sponsoring. Now, obviously, Hi-Rez is going to be doing a lot of stuff there because they're based, you know, in the Atlanta area. Um, but looking at the sponsors for an event is also a good, you know, barometer of who's going to be there. So, you know, 
DreamHack is sponsored by Monster Energy, Chipotle, Hi-Rez, and Twitch. That tells me it's a very consumer-based show because, you know, Monster Energy and Chipotle both want consumers coming there. Twitch is going to be primarily aimed at, you know, consumers as well. So there is, I'm sure there's going to be business stuff going on, but the this looks like it's going to be more geared towards consumers and esports, but it's like everything right now is geared towards esports because it's the hot thing. Um, Ryan says, thoughts on prioritizing conferences. I've known some people that don't attend, period. They think it's a waste and others that attend every one. Are there better conferences to attend over others, more specifically for networking opportunities? Yes, absolutely. Your tier one conferences are, you know, GDC and Gamescom. I don't count E3 as a tier one conference anymore. The, you know, it's it's tier two to me. So your tier two ones are going to be the Pocket Gamer Connects conferences, Game Daily Connect, which used to be the Casual Connect. Uh, E3 is in there. And there's a handful of, well, those are the major ones, the major franchises, so to speak, for business. PAX is great for consumers, but it's not that great for business yet. I expect that to change, you know, in the next couple of years. But those, you know, those tiers in terms for the business side and networking, GDC and Gamescom, absolutely. If you have the budget, Pocket Gamer, uh, Game Daily Connect, E3, I'm trying to think if there's anything in there. And a lot of those conferences, you can like volunteer to help out for a day, yeah. and then you get like Game Daily Connect. That's what's going on in Anaheim. You could volunteer to to help out, be a volunteer for a day, and then you get to go to the whole conference for free. And it's like I don't know what it is, like nine hundred dollars or something close to that. So yeah, those are the ones that I would. And then like the third tier, which is kind of a misnomer because it's not really a third tier, but it's the regional ones. It's like if you're in the area, like you know, with Chris and, and DreamHack, um, or if you are down in Texas, there's a lot of good shows in Texas. If you're in Europe, I mean, you got a smorgasbord to choose from because all you got to do is get on a train and go to some of these. And there's a lot of great shows, like regional shows in in Europe as well that you can go to. Hey, if you're only a couple hours away to something and you're like, hey, should I go? Then just go. It'll be yeah. fun. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if as long as you're, I mean, I'm a big fan of, of not breaking the bank. And that's why, you know, for those of you who don't know, we do our own event. You know, we do the indie game business online networking event and it's it's because these shows do get expensive so we've got our third show coming up the first week of november um and and that's what you know that's what it is it's you can go on we use meet to match so you can find who you want to meet with you book a meeting and when it's time to do the meeting you just click a button and go to a video call so you get all the benefits of of these you know bigger networking conferences but you don't have to pay for travel Right. And you can book it around your own schedule. So, I mean, you can always go to our site, which is the site for not only this show, but for, you know, the event as well. And it's it's simply... Indiegame.business. You know, exactly. No www required. It's just indiegame.business. Uh, and you can find everything. We keep the tickets, you know, cheap. They officially start out at like, uh, we're still in early bird mode, so their full price is only 85 bucks. But I'll tell you, if you're savvy or if you happen to know the people that run it, there are discounts available for uh, 
for, for those who ask, because we do it for developers. I mean, we, I don't, the whole point of doing the show was to, you know, give people a chance that don't have the budgets or the time to fly around. And so it'd be kind of shitty of me to be like, yeah, you got to pay 500 bucks to get a ticket to it. No, you don't. You know, this is, this is for you all. So, and you can um, have like as many meetings a day as you want. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, had... I didn't really push it this last one and I still got like six or seven meetings over three days. Oh, we have people to get 2021 20, meetings. Oh yeah. You know? Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's a wonderful opportunity um but yeah go and check it out and then if you like i said if you happen to know someone who runs the conference email them and ask them for you know a, a discount code because i'm betting it exists but i mean it's <laughs> these conferences at the end of the day it boils down to the fact that you do have 3 or 4 days to be a professional to be networking, to expand your network, you know, maybe learn something along the way. Don't piss it away, you know, do some planning up front, but then, you know, where we are now, especially for Gamescom with it coming up next week, you're going to be hard pressed in some situations to find a meeting, you know, with especially the big company, because they're already booked up. But, you know, I know for a fact that not everyone is, always be trying to get meetings you know even on the show floor if you've got an hour you know walk around get a good sense of of who's there learn some stuff pick up some business cards don't waste you know opportunities when you're at these conferences because don't miss expensive. opportunities yeah and it, and it's just it's a it's it's a good lesson a good place to be don't waste it don't go out and you know and get drunk um so a couple of other like just random tips prioritize no hold on i've got my notes and i just have to find where i am with my notes uh reach out while you're on the ground use the hashtags on twitter on instagram to you know let people know you're there and what you're looking for yeah Worst case scenario is, you know, nobody DMs you or, or, or tweets back at you. But by using the conference hashtags, use that as a way to promote your game, to promote the fact that, you know, you've got a service that somebody may want. You know, those are tweets that you know are going, you know, out. Um, a no, lot of people no, also like like I do and on, on mine I have it says on my Twitter username it's like indie and then I have like a little plane and then it says like flying to here and then you know flying to Game Daily Connect and then I put out a little motorcycle that says bam to PAX West so you know so if you search PAX not only will the, the PAX site come up but all the people that put PAX in their username are going to show up too so the um on linkedin there's generally you know groups that are set aside you know for these shows that you can go to and you can see i mean i learned when we did our giveaway of when we gave away that gigantic list of 500 publishers the linkedin groups these days aren't that great for engagement but they're good for you know seeing who's there and it takes you five minutes to put a post in there so you know it, it doesn't hurt um, but I mean, know your limits, basically. I mean, that's the other side of it. it it's like, don't go out and, and go drinking every single night. You know, make sure you get the right amount of rest. Make sure, make sure you have hand sanitizer. 
because there's no way you're not going to get like, um, you know, at least some sort of germ. I start taking that emergency powder. Oh yeah. Like a week before I go to the show. Me too. I don't know if it works or not. It could be a complete placebo. And then effect, I have it in the morning too when I wake up. Yeah. Oh, I'll drink it all day long. Yeah. I'll have like three packages of that during the day. I, it. I haven't gotten sick since I started using it. It may be a completely different. And carry your hand sanitizer. They have like yes. ones that have like little carabiners on it, and then you can just clip it on your belt or clip it on your bag or clip it on Trisha, your shirt. You're not going to offend somebody by hand sanitizing, you know, in a meeting. I and I don't shake hands. I don't thing. shake hands. I fist bump at conferences. No yes. shaking hands because I see so many people do that too. They're like sitting there eating a hot dog and then they shake your hand and they're eating a hot dog. I'm like, come on, you're going to get sick. So yeah, uh, welcome to, and, and I'm really not going to try to pronounce your name because I'm going to crucify it if I do, but you too. Matt, welcome Matt. And then, uh, yeah, Rock Knight. So the show has been on Twitch for a year and a half, but we couldn't do it simulcast like we wanted to to reach a lot of people because we were affiliate status but i re- i sent twitch an email said we don't want affiliate status anymore they haven't you know oh see there you are you're on both of them see i didn't catch that the um i told them we didn't want affiliate status anymore so as far as i'm concerned we have renounced it and so now we simulcast it back on on twitch as well so yeah this it's it's everywhere yeah, and twitch facebook like, Twitch, Facebook, Mixer, Periscope, YouTube, YouTube, yeah, yep. and we would be uh, on D Live too, but I can't remember my login. <laughs> and I hit like the forget password thing, but it doesn't send me. You know, I don't. You I have don't an know. indie game business login? Yes. Uh, well, we should do that. Like all, all the other ones too. There's if quite there's a few someone other from D Live out there listening, reach out to me because I need to figure out how to get back into the you know into my account. Um. But yeah, I mean, it's it's know your limits, stay safe, do what you can do, make the most of your time, and be agile. Be ready to catch up to anything because you don't know if you're going to run into somebody you haven't seen. You know, and I've done this. This has happened to me. Go back to the hotel, and I'm like, all right, done. I'm gonna, you know, cool down for the night, and then I run into somebody that I hadn't seen in like two or three years, and they're like, hey, let's go to this party, and I'm like. Okay, let's go to this party, and then we'll, you know, we'll, we'll head out and we'll go. You're you're only there for a certain time. Make the most of it. You know, approach it intelligently, but you know, make the most of it while while you're there. So, and yeah, right. I do use a password manager, and he forgot I the password still, to it. I still, it's like I put in the email address, and it says that the email address doesn't exist, but when I put in indie game business, it says that that's already taken. So I know it's me. I just don't know what email address I signed up for and it's not right in my password manager. And so, yeah. Anyway, someone from DLive, if you're out there, reach out to me because I don't know how you to get back in. D help him out. Yeah. I wonder exactly. what the D stands for in DLive. Digital. It's all cryptocurrency stuff. So I don't know, maybe it's something like that. All right, so any more questions while we're live? Because we're, you know, we're scooted past our hour, but, you know, we're always here to answer questions. If you've got, you know, something posted out there, we'll answer it. Um, Yes, I am going to GIC and I am speaking on licensing for indie devs there. And I'm very excited because I've never been to Poland. Actually, I got three conferences coming up in the next couple of months for places I've never been. So, yeah, where are you going? 
got the Peru, it's called the ALES conference, which I look at and go, ALES, it's a beer conference, but it's not. Um, and it's about, <laughs> it's, a, it's basically an economic conference for Central and South America. We're not talking about games in terms of opportunities for, for studios in, the, in those areas. And then Poslin for Poland in, when is that, October? I think that's October. And I'm talking about I'm speaking on licensing and, and how to get good licenses and, and licensing tips for, for indie devs and small small companies. And then India India Joy in November. Wow. And I'm talking about main just mainly biz dev stuff. So if you're gonna be at any of those shows, reach out, let me know. Um, more importantly, if you are from any of those regions. And you know cool shit that I need to see while I'm there. <laughs> and beer. Yes. <laughs> I love it. And you know, you don't get a chance to go and see. And this is the mistake that I've made for the large majority of my career that now that it's ironically, now that I'm married and I have kids and, and I'm much more conscious about how long I'm gone from home, my wife is like constantly beating into me. You're going to these places. You need to see stuff while you're there. And so, I mean, because I went to GDC for probably 10, 15 years. And never went to the pier. You know, I don't, I don't see things when I go to these shows because I'm always booked up. Um, But now I'm, I'm much more cognizant of getting to the show a day before or staying a day or two after to actually see the places I'm going to. So yeah, if there is, I'm, I'm looking to you, make sure I know where to go when I'm there and see the cool shit, because that's what I want to see. Anything history, culture related, I'm totally in there. Right. So I will be at the Game Daily Connect at the end of this month in Anaheim. Please. And then right after that, PAX West in Seattle. And then at the end of September, I will be at TwitchCon in San, San Diego. And where y'all got the, the, the mansion lined the up. The TwitchCon right? mansion. Yeah, we have a place where like 20 people can stay there with us. Um, and... uh we're, we we are throwing a party one, one night. I believe it's on the Friday night. It's the same night as the Twitch partner party. So uh, we have like uh, we're throwing it with our team through Gaming Gauntlets, and then um, there'll be some other teams there, and and it'll just be fun. Just people hanging out. There's a swimming so are pool. Are you still looking for like sponsors? No. Okay. I mean, we are looking if you know somebody would like to. If, because we have eight PCs that are going to be there. So if a company would live, a game studio would, you know, wants to show off a game and come to a party, we would, we are looking for something like that. But as far as sponsors, we're not looking for uh, sponsors at the moment. I mean, uh, the, uh, the option's always open, you know, <laughs> if someone wants to, throw if somebody wants to sponsor and have a banner yeah, and maybe yeah, some swag the there, I mean, I, we would be down for that. But yeah, the, so um, we had some issues with Airbnb, and so we had to cancel the one place that we got. But oh, on the really? bright, yeah, it was because after we got it all booked, and then it was like a month later, oh, well, you guys can't have parties there. There can only be, and I specifically said we are going to have more than the people that are staying there. But this place, we can have 30 people there, 20 people staying with us, and for the party, we can have, like, up to 80, I believe. So we're running a, not a community, I guess it is kind of a community center, because where we're we're at is within a gated community, um, in this huge freaking house, and there's, like, a community pool 
but we we're running the the rec center or whatever for a night or a day. Ah, so, okay. But we'll I still know, have I didn't know the mansion thing fell through because that was just like that was a sweet setup. Yeah, this setup is it's not quite as nice, but it hold the benefit it holds twice as many people that can stay there. So more people are going to be so staying there. So where are you going to be streaming? Are you do you have specific games from devs that you're going to be streaming while you're there? No. There no. you go. There's your opportunity. Listen, if you are an indie dev and you want to get your game in front of a shitload of people, yeah. Indie indie stream team is going to be there. Indy, Indy and Bradley. Yeah, we're going to have there, we're going to have eight eight gaming rigs. PC Origin PC is supplying gaming rigs. Uh, we're getting a bunch of seats from OP Seats. We're going to have two monitors per computer from. Um... Dang it! What is the name of this the company? Um, v- v- Indy, it's not good when you forget your sponsors. Yeah, yeah right. It's like. <laughs> We're gonna get you like a NASCAR jacket, and, and then Logitech. So you, Logitech is all their labels on you. Yeah, Logitech supplying us with keyboards, mice, um, headsets, um, all the good stuff. What kind of games do I like to play? I like to play all kinds of games, but this is not just gonna be for me. So this we're gonna we're gonna have it's streaming the whole stream team. Yeah. Plus, yeah, it's it's multiple people plus a bunch of people plus the other bed. The good part is the internet at the other place was not quite as fast. Here it's one gig up, one gig down on the Wi-Fi. So we're—I mean—we're gonna have a setup. We're gonna have a VR setup there. We're gonna have some Nintendo Switch games. Um, you know, it's—it's it's gonna be freaking amazing, is what it's gonna be. Honey's is gonna be there making food for us. And <laughs> is she gonna make some of that nasty stuff that you drank during the um, Twelve Days of Andy? No. Oh, that stuff is terrible. <laughs> God, I got sick. And speaking so, of that, the 12 Days of Indy is going to be in November again um, this year. So, when is it? What, what week is it? Is it while I'm gone? You know what? I, I don't recall. I would That's have right. to look you, it up. You, you, I, I, that right Indy now, I mean, days of Indy anymore. I, I know I'm supposed to be thinking about it, but right now it's it's like because we've got other stuff going on. Um, but we're going to go about the 12 Days of Indy a little bit different than we did last year. Last year, we had like a bunch of sponsors and we're gonna go. We're gonna go back to our roots and have you know some indie games, and uh, it, it's gonna and it's gonna be this year. It will be team kind of stuff. Yes, yeah. charity event. It's it's twelve days of indie is a charity event for um toys uh, for tots. Toys for tots. Toys yeah. for tots uh, twelve day long marathon of like 30, 40 different live streamers. And so if you are if if you're an indie dev and you want to have Indy and Bradley and the stream team show your game. Get over on the Discord. On our disc, our Discord is discord.gg slash indie game business. Um, or you can get on uh, Indy. What's y'all's Discord? Uh, my mine is discord.gg slash indie. I know, but for the team, or is that just team only Discord? Um, can they can they reach you on there? Uh, it's easier just to send me a DM. Mine is indie right. indie hashtag zero 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 one. So yeah, send you know, find us, send us a note. If it's, if you reach out to me, I'll put you in touch with Indy. Yeah, I mean, there you go. You've got like a whole group of people who are going to be streaming from TwitchCon. It's a great opportunity to to get your game out there. Yeah, and um, I think I'll be at TwitchCon maybe one day, and all the rest of the time I'll be probably be at the house. <laughs> see, even better. 
and just no. figured out how to how to TwitchCon from my house. No. The um, all right. So other stuff that is upcoming. Our next online business event is going to be November seventh and eighth. Again, you can just go to indiegame.business to you know get know. tickets, find out more, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, we are doing a webinar next Wednesday, next Thursday. Sorry, if you were one of the lucky people that got our list of 500 publishers, and then you looked at it and you went, "Oh my God, now what do I do?" We are doing a webinar next Thursday on what you do now that you have a list of 500 publishers. If you don't have a publisher list, if you don't have that publisher list, go to www.powellgroupconsulting.com slash publisher dash list. And it will put in your email, it'll send it to you. The webinar is a little more complicated because it's a Zoom webinar and they have like this completely crazy registration link. But I will tell you this, if you get that list, then you'll be on the mailing list and it will send you an email that says, hey, thanks for doing this. Here's a, li here's a link to the webinar and I will put it up here in chat as well. But 45 minutes, maybe an hour, depending on how many questions we have next Thursday, uh, we're gonna sit down and I'm going to walk you through everything from how to put those you know, companies into a CRM for you, how to find the right people to meet with, I mean, how to find the right people to talk to, how to research the right publisher for you, how to get contact information and, and you know, actually locate actionable things with those people to get in touch with them and pitch your game. Uh, and we'll talk about pitch decks and, you know, what you need to present and all of that kind of good stuff too. But that's coming up next week. Uh, next week being the 20th something if, um, I'm not sure, next Thursday. I think that, is that everything? That's everything. Did we miss anything? August 22nd is the, is the webinar. August 22nd at 12 noon. August the 22nd. webinar is free. Very good question. Yes, it is 100% completely free. All you have to do is register. Um, and then uh, it is, I will admit, um, I didn't splurge for like the gigantic Zoom package. So there is limited amount of space in there. So if you want to attend, do it. It's going to be much more. I mean, we cover a lot of this stuff when we do the show, but it's going to be much more in-depth and focused and personal and screen shared. And this is what you need to do, that sort of stuff than we typically get to during the show because Indy and I get derailed on all kinds of random shit. Right. Um, derailed. Yep. Speaking of derailed, I'm hungry. I am too. All right. That's it for me. I think Anything that's else, Indy? So next week we have... Um, we already have guests lined up. It's going to be, who did I say earlier? Cause I forgot. You never told me. I thought I did. Mm -mm. All right. So Alex <laughs> from pixel knots. Oh yeah. Alex from pixel knots. He told me that. Alex is going to be on the show Wednesday. We're going to be talking about, you know, their whole path through the industry. Cause they've been around like nine years now, which yeah. is awesome. Um, they just released their latest game. So we'll be playing that. Um, we'll we be talking play about it? that all kinds of stuff there the and then friday our friends from uh game dev unchained brandon and larry are, are going to be on the show they have a 
very long running podcast, you know, demystifying all the things behind the scenes on uh, on their show. They also have a event coming up in November that you know it's like it's it's more along the lines of a virtual conference where ours is virtual business meetings theirs is you know a series of lectures i may be giving a lecture in there i hope so i'm not real sure uh and then next wednesday we are open where i'm still working on getting somebody but then on friday we're going to have marcus howard on who is is one of the you know, gurus of blockchain technology, and we're going to be talking about blockchain in games and opportunities. One, and of, one of the Howard one twins. Game. Yes, exactly. Um, and so, yeah, we got uh, we got good stuff going on. Yeah, for sure. All right, I think oh, that's when, it. When, when, I do what? have one final plug. One final I'll thing. In the newsletter. See, this is we have all this stuff going on, and I keep. Oh yeah, you, we you, Jay keeps sending out these great newsletters. Well, do, we do have a great newsletter. I mean, I'm not bragging or anything, but our newsletter is pretty damn good. Um, we get really, really good. I didn't, I didn't realize how good our, what our newsletter was until I like looked up average metrics and then looked at what we get and then what you know the average on Mailchimp gets. But you know, as part of making everything more accessible to the indie devs, we have at the Powell Group a new business model. For the last nine years, we've been straight retainer and project you know fees so i mean it's not it's not cheap but now for indie devs that are looking for you know help finding a publisher or if you are a existing team that just needs more contract work coming in we have a new model that's commission based with a a one-time fee up front which is actually recoupable against all the commission so if you're interested in that yeah reach out to me as well we can, nice. we can do that if you want to get on the newsletter, just go to our website. Something will pop up that says, get on our newsletter. Indiegame.business. Yes. All right, dude. All right. We'll see you guys next time, next week, uh, next Wednesday. We'll be here, and uh, this will be posted live on anchor.fm slash Business. So if you are interested and you want to hear the other shows, go to anchor.fm slash Business. Uh, thank you guys so much. Have a good weekend. Bye. Thanks for listening to Indie Game Business. You can learn more about the show and our online business networking events at indiegame.business.